Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 87 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for another day to read your word. Help us receive the message you desire for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what's happening in John chapter 19. Jesus is whipped, the crown of thorns put on his head, and a purple cloak was put around him. They mocked him and struck him. Pilate went out a third time to tell the people he found no fault, crime, or accusation to put against him. But the chief priests and guards cried, crucify him. Pilate has second thoughts because he heard Jesus was accused of saying he was the son of God. He sought to release him, but the Jews wouldn't stop with their accusations. He finally gave in and had Jesus taken to be crucified. Pilate wrote the inscription, Jesus the Nazarene, the king of the Jews, in three different languages that were put on the cross. One of the most tender moments I have read about Jesus occurred while he was on the cross in verses 26 and 27. So Jesus, seeing his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing near, said to his mother, Dear woman, see, here is your son. Then he said to the disciple, See, here is your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his own keeping, his own home. Jesus took care of his mother's future. We don't know what happened to Joseph, but we do know he wasn't with Mary at the time of Jesus' death. Jesus passed the care of his mother onto John in what I believe was a most beautiful final act of service to her. Note the exclamation points used along with his instructions. He was a man of service and action throughout his life and through the final moments on the cross. He teaches us a great lesson in service. He teaches us there is always time to serve. While we may become tired and decide not to serve in some way, Jesus made time to serve up until his last breath. He teaches us to do the same. He died rather quickly, which I believe is mercy from God the Father. When the soldiers pierced his side, blood and water flowed out. This is indicative of heart failure. It appears Jesus died of a broken heart. I've heard sermons on this topic and don't disagree. His heart nearly broke in the Garden of Gethsemane as he meditated on the burdens of us all, the sins of us all. It didn't take too long for him to die a death that could have taken days. Joseph of Arimathea was chosen by God to care for Jesus' body after he died. He took a big risk going to Pilate and asking for the body, but he did. Joseph and Nicodemus took care of Jesus' body and gave him a proper burial. The Lord had a plan to care for his son's body. He worked in every detail. The disciples had disowned him, but there was still someone who was convicted to take the risk and care for Jesus. Well, let's see what Paul writes to the Philippians in chapter 2. He encourages the church to live in harmony with one another, no matter what. In verses 3 and 5, he writes, Do nothing from factional motives, through contentiousness, strife, or selfishness, or prompted by conceit and empty arrogance. Instead, in the true spirit of humility, let each regard the others as better than and superior to himself, thinking more highly of one another than you do yourselves. Let this same attitude and purpose and humble mind be in you which was in Christ. Let him be your example in humility. Paul tells us to regard others more highly than ourselves. He tells us to put on humility. We may know what humility is, but do we know what humility looks like? It looks like a king hanging on a cross for each one of us as we are reading about in John. It looks like leaving paradise to save mankind. It looks like putting others above ourselves. Jesus was not born into royalty. He was royalty. 
And even though he is the real royal, he came to serve. Paul encourages us to use Jesus as our example. Later in the chapter, Paul says, Do all things without grumbling and fault-finding and complaining against God and questioning and doubting among yourselves. Think about one another. The Lord made each of us for his purpose. He crafted each one of our hearts. And if we complain about someone he made, then we are complaining about God's handiwork. Perspective. It's all in perspective. Well, let's see what is happening with the Israelites in chapter 21. Moses gives the Israelites instructions about how to purify themselves when someone is slain, but no one knows who the slayer is. They are to make a sacrifice, and the priest goes to the site and offers the ceremony there. Then Moses tells them how to make a woman from the land they take over as their wife. He also instructs them what to do if they have more than one wife, and what to do if one is disliked and the one is liked. God is in the details. Then Moses instructs the people about what to do with a rebellious son. The parents are to take him to the elders, and he is to be stoned. While this sounds like a tragedy, I would imagine this law kept most children in line. Verse 21 says, So you shall cleanse out the evil from your midst, and all Israel shall hear and reverently fear. Yes, hearing this would likely put most children back in submission to their parents. Lastly, Moses tells them that if someone is hanged because of their transgressions, then they are to be buried that day to not defile the land which God gave them. There were many laws, rules, and statutes to follow. Some of our laws are built upon theirs. We serve an omniscient God who sees everything. We need not hide from him because he sees us anyway. We are blessed to have the opportunity to ask for forgiveness for our sins every second of the day and immediately receive it. God desires a relationship with us just as he did the Israelites. We see their humanity and occasion to sin just as we are human in sin. I'm certainly thankful to live in this time and place and have the opportunity to be forgiven over and over again. In Deuteronomy chapter 22, Moses continues to instruct the Israelites in the way they should live before he finally departs from them. The first thing he tells them is to help one another. Everyone should try and protect one another from theft. If they saw someone stealing from another, they should take the item back. If their livestock fell into a hole, they should help lift it out. There are many instructions to follow, some of which we have not read about before. I am in awe of how God gave such specific instructions to them and how they should live and be dealt with if they went against those instructions. In the 87th Psalm, one of the sons of Korah writes fondly about the holy city of Zion. In verse 5, he writes, Yes, of Zion it shall be said, This man and that man were born in her, for the Most High himself will establish her. There is the actual mountain in Zion where God established worship, but there is also the spiritual Zion where all people will praise God and be part of his kingdom. Verse 7 says, The singers, as well as the players on instruments, shall say, All my springs, my sources of life and joy, are in you, city of our God. Everyone who is a believer finds joy is in the Lord. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for showing us your mercy and grace as we read about your son being crucified. Forgive us for our shortcomings and failures and help us live according to your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.